0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You guys have been leaving the five-star reviews and comments over at Apple Podcasts, and we truly, truly appreciate that. Thank you to everyone from the very bottom of my heart who has joined TV slash gold. It means more to us than you will ever know. You're getting the ad-free version of the Dustin Gold Standard and the Thomas Payne podcast. As well as access to the fantastic community of folks over there. I call the platform really the CIA, the Citizens Intelligence Agency, because you guys are sharing information, intelligence and such back and forth, sending me stuff all the time. I met so many great people who are direct messaging me over there. Some of those conversations carry on over to Twitter and over to Telegram. And so I just want to thank you all for participating in the discussion. There's so much information that I've been getting from you guys i answer your questions over there when i can sometimes the pain.tv slash gold app is a little buggy i know mike and the team are working to uh clear that stuff up but it's completely independent and so that happens when you don't have the technocrats behind you you don't have the big money influencers behind you and that's a good thing so just just bear with the team over there as they work out those those bugs as they pop up All right, folks, a couple more things here. I am trying to keep the telegram going for now until I can develop some sort of solution, either with pain.tv or on my own. We are working on uh, a Dustin Gold Show site where we're going to start posting all of the articles that we review on the show plus more stuff, but that won't be coming out for a little while. I'm working on it in between show production, but the telegram is T dot. M-E-T dot me slash Dustin Gold show and I'm trying to remember to put the podcasts in there as they come out on the public side and um, and then when people ask questions I do answer them also new feature I put it out on Twitter I'm going to use this app for a little bit and see if it's something that you guys want to participate in It's a new app. As you know, I generally shy away from this kind of technology. I don't like to share my data, but I am making it a personal quest to reach out to a younger audience. Uh, I want to try to wake up the kids to the dangers of technology and teach them how to use the technology as a tool to be able to operate in the matrix when necessary, to be able to, you know, make food coupons, money when necessary, but then the dangers of the technocracy and transhumanism and how to avoid it. So I have to kind of go where the kids are. But right now, as far as I know, the link is slash. Dustin Gold Show slash ask. And eventually we'll create short links for all of these, but wisdom.app slash Dustin Gold Show slash ask. And I believe you don't even have to join the platform. You can type out a question to me and I will answer it. It's within a 60 second time frame in audio form. And then what I want to be able to do is utilize those clips. Uh, I think the app allows it now. I'm still working it out. Uh, Utilize those clips on the show. So if you ask a good question, I'll respond in a 60-second audio clip, and then we'll start creating a segment here where I'm answering audience questions. And you can just do that in text format without joining that app, which I like, so that you can... Uh, remain anonymous if you want to and your voice isn't recorded, so I just read the text question and then I will answer it within that 60-second window in audio format. So that's wisdom.app slash dustingoldshow slash ask. Also, what I'm probably going to start doing soon, it might not be for another week or so, is I can host live audio podcasts on that platform you can listen there. I'm not sure if you have to join or not, but you can listen there, and then I'm able to actually pull you in to the conversation. I started playing around with this yesterday. I can pull you into the conversation so you can join in and ask a question. You could become part of the discussion. And I really like that because it allows me to engage with you. You know, I don't know if you want to engage with me, but for me, I'd love to have discussions with you. And so the older software I used to use when I produced the Douglas Dakota show, we had a great software that allowed me to take, live calls from the audience when we were doing live streaming shows but the issue with that is it costs somewhere between thirty and fifty dollars per show once you have the the per show cost plus the calling cost and I just can't spend that kind of money right now the show isn't really making any money so I can't spend thirty to fifty dollars a day on that or my wife will kill me. So I'm going to try to use this in the interim, and then once it's done, I can actually download that podcast with all of you folks joining the discussion, and I can play that as a public live stream. So I think I'm going to go in that direction. The other thing about it is that... um, with the other software and i produce my own show right now i don't have a producer i used to produce the dustin uh the douglas Dakota cody show and so i had on headphones you didn't see me on the show and i was screening calls on this other system before i brought people on to the show and so in this case i wouldn't be able to do that i can't afford a producer so i have to do this on my own so i think that's the way to go right now i'm just working it out because i want to be able to attach my microphone and soundboard to the wisdom app instead of just talking through the phone microphone because i want it to sound um, professional so i'm working that out once i have that down we'll try it so for instance let's say this is episode 52 And it drops at uh, midnight. And so I would say to you, okay, the show drops at midnight. I'm going to let it run for 24 hours. And then 48 hours from now, we're going to do a live discussion on this show uh, over at the Wisdom app. And we'll have a link for it. And that way you could join the discussion and we can have an interactive, engaging conversation. And you could bring in any new information that you have that maybe you researched or stuff that I missed. And you can ask me any questions for stuff I may have brushed over and did not bring in to the show. All right. So again, go to wisdom.app slash Dustin Gold show slash ask. If you'd like to ask me a question, I would appreciate it. And uh, I want to start adding engagement here. And I think that will help tremendously. So the other thing is, yesterday we had the highest daily listens in the history of the show. It's been growing consistently. So the word is getting out there. I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of feedback from you folks. And I really, really appreciate it. I hope you are getting educated. You're learning stuff from me. And you are becoming armed with the information that you need to wake up your friends and your family and your kids and your grandkids to the dangers of the technocracy and of transhumanism. That is my goal when I'm speaking to you. I want to arm you with this information so that you could go out there and wake up other folks. All right? That's that. Now, many of you have been emailing me over at at goldatpain.tv and asking me when I'm going to get over to Operation Paperclip. So let me just shortly explain my uh, methodology here. I was going to get into Paperclip, probably 10 episodes, but I had a collection of research, a body of work, uh, partially from Maria Albanese, uh, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays and a good friend of mine over the last several years on work that we did together, research we did together, plus stuff she updated for me over the last few weeks. And I said to myself, before I jump into Operation Paperclip, because it's going to be a multiple episode series, I want to get into the military technology and stuff that our government is doing through uh, departments like DARPA and then subdivisions like the Brain Initiative and what our military is doing through the Cyborg Soldier Program before i jump into paperclip and i'm not forgetting this either folks the biden transhumanist executive order and the reason why is i think if you listen to the show you notice that i will reference back let's say we're talking about something that dr peter emmanuel said in the left of boom military.com podcast i'm able to reference back to something that we heard from Lars butler from the artificial intelligence foundation or reference back to something we've heard from elon musk on joe rogan experience or through another interview he may have done and so i like to lay the foundation uh, and build upon Uh, you know, each, each episode is building upon a past episode so that I have enough information and intelligence that I can tie all this together for you. And so I think if I got into operation paperclip too early, we wouldn't have had all of the intelligence we now have on what the military and the government is actively pursuing And so now when we go back to Operation Paperclip, when we go back in time, we'll now be able to look at it in context to what the government is doing today, uh, what the so-called private sector is doing today, what the universities are doing today with government funding. And so that is why I didn't jump into Operation Paperclip right away. And then when we go into Biden's executive order, that came out uh, a few weeks ago, we're now able to show you, well, this is already being done. Well, he's referencing this program. But without that foundation, that solid foundation of work, of research, of intelligence, we wouldn't be able to do that. So where we're going with this, folks, is that we need to finish up, and we're close, it will get done today, the doctors Peter Emanuel and Diane DeUlius podcast on the cyborg soldier 2050 uh paper and then we're going to get into part two of that which are the two gentlemen from the ethics side of this for the military and that would be dr edward t barrett and dr tony faff and you need to hear that because you're going to see what a joke it is the decision has already been made we are moving into the merger of man and machine at least as far as the military on behalf of the government has decided and then from there i want to do sort of a deep dive into the actual cyborg soldier 2050 paper we've talked about it a little bit but i thought it would be best for you to absorb this through the authors through these podcasts through their words their spoken word before we started to dive into the text and from there we need to start to look at um let me see i have my notes on it here folks And then from there, we need to look deeper into the DARPA Brain Initiative, which I touched on for you briefly, but I want to go into depth on some of the programs. And then we're going to get into Dr. James Giordano, who kind of bookends this whole military series all right there's so much more out there and we'll eventually come back around and delve into this in future episodes but that will give you sort of a basis for what the government is currently doing what the military is currently doing and then we'll get into paperclip where i believe a lot of this stuff started from uh and i'm gonna be reviewing a lot of new material on that sort of in real time so that you see how i investigate certain topics and there are a few guests that i'd like to get on related to this who i've reached out to we'll see if they will come on if not We'll do what we did with the podcast. I have podcasts that they've done so we can sit there and break those down as we've done with some of these other folks that I could never get on as guests, and we'll listen to them in their own words. But what I'm going to do when we come back from the break is just to whet your appetite. For those of you that don't know about Operation Paperclip and uh, MK Ultra. We're gonna talk a little bit about that for a couple of segments. Just so that I can start to lay the foundation, we can start to kinda connect some dots to the topics we've already discussed with the military programs and then that way we will be primed for when we get into paperclip a few episodes from now so sit tight ladies and gentlemen we'll get into operation paperclip and mk Ultra, which ties into paperclip and ties into all of the military frankenstein technology that they are developing today ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on pain.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's uh, jump right into this. We're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about Operation Paperclip, and I'm not going to delve too deep right now. I'm just going to kind of give you the basis for this. So for those of you who know all about Paperclip, don't worry. Eventually, we're going to get into uh, books and documents and podcasts on this stuff. We're going to spend several episodes on this, but right now, I'm just going to pull in a little bit about Operation Paperclip and a little bit about MK Ultra, and then we're going to finish up the doctors Peter Emanuel and Diane Duhulia's podcast today. I want to clear my desk of those guys because we really need to get into part two of um, that discussion on the Cyborg Soldier 2050. So let's start here. I brought this up before in a past episode, but it's a good starting place. Again, we're just going to kind of do a broad overlook, the 40,000-foot view of Operation Paperclip. And eventually we're going to get into the individuals that were part of this and where they moved around in inside the United States and Huntsville, Alabama's part in this, NASA's part in this, the CIA's part in this. Don't worry, we're going to go all over the place into areas that I haven't even looked at myself yet. Because I really am interested in seeing if there are ties to Operation Paperclip that tie into Silicon Valley. And that's kind of where I'm going to be going with this. And in the end, maybe there's not. Uh, but I have my opinions, and they're pretty strong, that, uh, that we're going to see a lot of connections there. All right, so we're over at Smithsonian Magazine It's smithsonianmag.com. And this is an article by Danny Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, from November 16, 2016. And the title is Why the United States Government Brought Nazi Scientists to America After World War II. As the war came to a close, the United States government was itching to get a hold of the German wartime technology and so up on the screen we have a photograph of werner von braun one of the architects of the apollo program was a nazi scientist brought to the united states in secret in 1945 and so you would say dustin why are you reading from the smithsonian magazine well i'm giving you the information first That the government is allowing to be out there, what they've admitted to, or at least what they want us to believe. And a lot of this stuff on Operation Paperclip has been slowly declassified over the years. And so, whenever the government declassifies something, let's say like the JFK assassination files, you know, do I believe it 100%? No. Obviously, the files were not locked in some safe with a guard who stood there for 70 years and no one was allowed in or out and it is the original information. I mean, anything can be tampered with, tailored, changed. I mean, the victors write the history do they not and so you know what but but i have to look at this stuff from the standpoint of what they at least are admitting to and or want us to believe because that's the story so i'm going to start here and then as we delve deeper into it we can begin to analyze the information that's out there and then connect it to that's what we do on the show we connect it to Other things that we know about so we'll start to see stories inside here we go oh that's interesting sounds like a program that we've heard about years later coming out of the military that no one knows is connected to that you know that's how you start to put this narrative together for yourself and you start to understand the big picture what the state has been involved with all right. This article says the atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki may have put an end to World War II, but they weren't the only destructive weaponry developed during the war. From nerve and disease agents to the feared and coveted V1 and V2 rockets, Nazi scientists worked on an impressive arsenal. Now, you have to just ask yourself, folks, with everything we've looked at here, let's take Dr. Charles Morgan III. When we saw him speak to the West Point Military Academy in 2018, and he talked about a deadly disease that they could spread around in the air that was targeted via a DNA profile to only kill one person. So, for instance, if the government wanted to kill me and they knew that I was going to be in New York City Times Square tomorrow between noon and 8 p.m., right? They have intelligence on that. And they have my DNA profile, whether they got that through a blood sample I sent to Quest or to LabCorp, whether they got that through a COVID test I got at a CVS, whether they got that through, uh, I don't know, I was interested in my ancestry, so I sent my swab to 23andMe. You know, any of these various ways that they could have a DNA profile on you, they could create a biological weapon, some kind of a disease, that is targeted to only kill me and it won't hurt anyone else. And let's say they can release that in some sort of an airborne form all over times square and so when i go there tomorrow between 12 and 8 i'm gonna get that right or as he talked about the ability for the government to inject you uh let's say they did this through me going to get a jab or a booster and they injected me with some sort of a stem cell that is programmed to find its way to my brain. And then it sits there. It's programmed to sit there. And then they can activate that stem cell with a sound wave. I don't know. They do it at night while I'm asleep through my iPhone. They just send the signal to me. And that activates the stem cell, which is programmed to give me brain cancer. Right? So they talk about how they could do this. Charles Morgan III, old Dr. Chuck there, He was a former CIA intelligence officer. He currently works at University of New Haven under government grants, working on these kinds of projects and keeping an eye on technology for the government and telling them all the great and wonderful, destructive, horrible things they can do with it. That was like Trump, folks. The great, the wonderful, horrible, terrible, fantastic CIA. Great people, horrible people, one of the best, horrible tremendous fantastic people but so ugly so stupid so dumb so destructive believe me right but that's what we have to look at this as so when you say our government wouldn't do these horrible terrible things to us or to humans in general uh they wouldn't give everyone a jab that has some stem cell that they can activate and kill them with well i mean we dropped atomic bombs on people and killed them so of course our government is willing to do these things and if you believe that we dropped the atomic bombs for the purpose of defending the constitution of the united states then you're very naive folks very naive all right so it says here as the war came to a close in 1945 both american and russian officials began scheming to get that technology for themselves talking about the feared and coveted v1 and v2 rockets right so they began scheming to get that technology for themselves so it came to pass that 71 years ago today and this is written in 2016 nazi scientists arrived in the united states and were promptly put to work for uncle sam so for those of you who do not know anything about operation paperclip you should be saying what the united states brought 88 nazi scientists to the united states and this was what it said 71 so be 77 years ago In the days and weeks after Germany's surrender, American troops combed the European countryside in search of hidden caches of weaponry to collect. They came across facets of the Nazi war machine that the top brass were shocked to see, writer Annie Jacobson told NPR's All Things Considered in 2014. Now, Annie Jacobson, Uh, We'll get into her in a moment, has written a book about Operation Paperclip. I would love to get her on, but she's been on Joe Rogan Experience, so I don't know if she would come over here, because apparently I'm in trouble for talking smack about Joe Rogan, who I believe is a propagandist for the technocracy, but that's just my opinion. I thought we were allowed to have an opinion, folks. All right, it goes on to say, Jacobson wrote about both the mission and the scientists in her book, Operation Paperclip, the secret intelligence program that brought Nazi scientists to America. Quote, one example was they had no idea that Hitler had created this whole arsenal of nerve agents, end quote, Jacobson says. She goes on to say, quote, they had no idea that Hitler was working on a bubonic plague weapon. That is really where Paperclip began, which was suddenly the Pentagon realizing, wait a minute, we need these weapons for ourselves, end quote. All right, so the story, the public story, the narrative that we are supposed to believe is that... After the war ended, towards the end of the war, we start going around and looking to see what the Nazis had, and we find all of these nerve agents, we find, you know, the bubonic plague, and the next thing you know, the United States says, wait a minute, we need these weapons for ourselves. Now, if this is the whitewashed version, right, the whitewashed version, the official narrative that the government wants out there, that annie jacobson wrote about is that not bad enough folks that we go over and we start combing the countryside looking for what the nazis have as far as weaponry and we find these nerve agents and this bubonic plague program and we go hey hey we need these weapons for ourselves (laughs) i mean is that not bad enough okay well this is the official narrative All right, let's continue. The article says, but just studying the weapons wasn't enough. And the United States military wasn't the only country eyeing Nazi scientists. Their one-time allies in the Soviet Union were doing the same thing. If the Soviets were going to press their former enemies into service, American military officials didn't want to be left behind. Right? Right? Do you hear what that is? You hear what they said there? If the Soviets were going to press their former enemies into service, American military officials did not want to be left behind. So the Americans started to see that the Soviets, right, that we were allies with in fighting the Nazis were going to start to bring these Nazi scientists under their wing. And so We didn't want to be left behind. It's the same story, folks, that we've gone over, that we see happening in modern times, as I've explained to you, and this is one of the reasons why we did that material before we got to this. And that is, when you look at artificial intelligence over the last three, four, five years as they've introduced that term and that technology into the lexicon, it's always said, well, China's developing it, so we have to beat them to the punch. You know, Peter Thiel, the great conservative libertarian who believes transhumanism and Christianity are the same thing because they both offer us eternal life. Well, he says, hey, if China's going to do it, we got to do it and we have to beat him to the punch. And that's the only patriotic thing to do. The same with the robots, the same with the cyborg soldier killer robots, folks. What do they say about that? China's doing it. Russia's doing it. Now we have to do it. If we know this, then why aren't we just destroying their headquarters, destroying their labs that are doing this? Why aren't we putting them on the spot, calling for an international ban? And if they refuse the allies, which we're supposed to believe is pretty much everyone, against China and Russia, why don't we just use our satellites to laser zap their Frankenstein laboratories and say, hey, listen, The United States just led the charge to laser zap Russia or China or North Korea's lab that was building these killer robots or mutating humans into Marvel superheroes. And the same back then. So it's the same thing you're seeing back then. Oh, we just ended the war and now the Soviets are going to recruit the Nazi scientists. Guess what, folks? We have to do it too. All right. Absorb that absorb that it's the same storyline 77 years ago that it is today bringing nazi scientists to the united states and development of cyborg soldiers same narrative from the government Are, are the bad guys are doing it so we have to do it too folks i don't know i'm about to be a parent And I'm looking at all these old terms I remember when I was a kid. Do two wrongs make a right? Do two wrongs make a right, ladies and gentlemen? Let's take a quick break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.